Coming to you from Raleigh, North Carolina, and across the sandy beaches of the Carolina coast, take warning, this is Kaniac Sessions. Kaniac Sessions. Providing you with in-depth coverage of your Carolina hurricanes. And now, let's get on to the session with your hosts, Griff and A.B. Hello out there again, Kaniac Nation. Thanks for joining us again for Session 7 of Kaniac Sessions. I'm Griff. I'm AB. And today we have something a little special for you guys. So we were joined by Adam Gold of 99.9 The Fan and the Canes Corner Podcast. And uh, we had an awesome discussion with Adam about the upcoming season as we bring you guys along with us for our ramp up to the season that will get underway here in just a few short weeks. So first things first, we're brought to you by DraftKings as a member of THPN. That's the Hockey Podcast Network. Sports gambling is coming to North Carolina. The NFL season just kicked off, and college football is off and running. So go ahead, sign up for DraftKings, and use promo code THPN when you sign up to score some bonus bets. But let's get going here. Let's get over and check. On AB, AB, pretty rough uh, football weekend for you, huh? Like you doing okay? Yeah, there, buddy? Well, I, <laughs> you know, I, I don't really want to talk about that, but you know, anyways, let's just let's just skip that part. Yeah, um, don't want to talk about the 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 Wolfpack, do you? No, not at all. I, I understand. So disappointed. Uh, yeah. If you follow me on Twitter, you saw. Um, but the ice. And the paint is here. The hurricane social media announced it. And, you know, I thought maybe they'd do something a little different, maybe with the logo. Um, or, you know, just maybe spice things up a little bit. But, you know, I mean, after the 25th anniversary, obviously, they're going to change it back to the normal uh, logo. But... Looks good, and it's just, it's pretty much getting down to almost a month until hockey season starts. Yeah, so, yeah, it's good to see the ice going in. Um, it means it's getting close. The players are mostly back in Raleigh. It's been reported that almost everyone has been at Captain Skate recently at Invisalign Arena. Um, you've seen the pictures and the videos on uh, the Carolina Hurricanes social media accounts. Um, you know, it looks like they're out there having a good time, working hard. So that's a good sign. And the rosters to the upcoming 2023 Southeast Rookie Showcase that is coming to Hertz Arena in Estero, Florida, which is, I looked it up. It, I never heard of Estero, but it's between Fort yeah, Myers. Either. It's between Fort Myers and Naples, kind of in the southwest corner of Florida. Um, it's the home rink of the Florida Everblades, which is the Panthers ECHL affiliate. Um, so yeah, we're we're sending some you know a roster of players down there to compete uh, against the same group for Florida, Tampa, and Nashville. So it's going to get underway this coming Friday, September fifteenth, and it'll run through Monday, September eighteenth. Uh, so they'll they'll play three games once against each team. And they'll have a practice day built in on Sunday. So that's kind of exciting. The rosters came out last Friday afternoon as of recording, which would have been, let's see, what is that? The eighth. So um, some of the players on the roster are players that we saw last year. Um, but what surprised me is we saw Ryan Suzuki. On the roster, let's see. Let me let me get this pulled up here because I'm so unprepared. I'm I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, we can just cut this out. Okay. I do want to say something about 9-11, though. Okay, yeah, I'll kick it over to you here in just a minute. 
Uh, some of the players on the roster, there's a couple that kind of surprised me. I saw Ryan Suzuki is on uh, the roster. Jamison Reese. Um, Vasily Ponomarov. Yep, yep he's go. on it. So some guys that, you know, I don't know if I would ne- would have necessarily considered a rookie, but I guess, you know, for all intents and purposes, I guess they are. Um, I would say so. Yeah. And then we'll see some a couple of our 2023 draft picks in Felix Ungersorum. Um we've is got Nadeau on there. So no, so N- Nadeau is not on there. So from what I understand, the NCAA players are already in school, already participating with gotcha. um, their team hockey there. So they wouldn't be part of this, um, mm. from my understanding. But you know, it's a solid, solid roster. It should be pretty exciting. I'm gonna definitely watch it if there's streaming opportunities, but um, we'll see. No, yeah, I mean you'll see uh, Panamaroff in there. That's a guy that I'm watching because uh, we'll talk about it with uh, Adam Gold, and we've talked about it before. You know, potentially Panamaroff is a guy who you can put on your fourth line to center. So I'll be interested to see how he looks and. Uh, Ryan Suzuki had a tough couple of breaks. Um, you know, I haven't really seen him play, so that'll be uh nice to watch. Yeah, for sure. And I'm I'm excited to watch. So the goaltender that we signed at the end of last season, um, from Quinnipiac, yeah, the national championship team, Yanni Peretz. I'm mm-hmm. excited to watch him play. Um, that guy had great numbers in college. Oh, I mean, yeah. just insane numbers and we'll see if they can carry over to uh the professional level so um ab any any initial thoughts or or anything like that before we get going into the uh the adam gold interview well i'm gonna take this off topic for a little bit uh the time that we are recording this is the 22nd anniversary of 9-11 You'll always remember where you were when both of the towers went down. Um, It's tragic. Uh, It's something that has stood the test of time. Um, But, you know, condolences to all of the people that were affected by it, that lost their lives. And, you know, the first responders that were there getting people out uh, to safety and, you know, um, it's not a good anniversary, um, but we just wanted to address uh, that. And, you know, we're thinking about everybody that was involved. Yeah, for sure. I totally remember. So I was a sophomore in high school uh, on 9-11. And I remember, I specifically remember it. Um, and then... Two so three years later, I was sitting or I was getting on a plane to fly to Iraq on my first deployment in the army. So it's definitely something that affected me personally, as mm-hmm. well as you know all the victims and the victims' families. And so, um, you know, every year that this anniversary passes, you know, it's still it's still very you know it's still very solemn and somber day you know it's always you can just always remember exactly how you felt when it happened and those feelings linger so yeah but okay yeah so yeah thanks for bringing that up that was definitely something you know to touch on but before we get you guys over to our adam gold interview which is excellent might i add i had a good time talking to him um absolutely but let's, we're going to hear from our sponsors. You're listening to Kaniac Sessions. Football is back in full swing with another week of epic games. And who's got you covered on the action for every single one of them? DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. New customers can bet $5 on football and get $200 instantly in bonus bets. Nobody's missing out on the action this season. All DraftKings customers can take advantage of two new offers 
every game day this September. Get on the NFL Week 2 action with DraftKings Sportsbook. Download the app now and use code THPN to sign up. New customers can bet just $5 and take home 200 instantly in bonus bets. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook with the code THPN. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas. 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. See sportsbook.draftkings.com slash football terms for eligibility. See sportsbook.draftkings.com slash football terms for eligibility. Terms and responsible gaming resources. Bonus bets expire seven days after issuance. Eligibility and deposit restrictions apply. And we're back. We're back. So that was, uh, yeah, that was our word from our sponsor now we are excited to take you guys into our interview with adam gold it's about a 20 to 25 minute conversation we had and you know this guy really knows his stuff he's really close to the team and you know he's just got knowledge that other people out there don't so let's get over to adam gold So joining us for session seven of Caniac Sessions is the host of the Adam Gold Show on 99.9, the fan, the Canes Corner podcast, and someone, Griff and myself, and so many other people have really enjoyed listening to over the years. The one, the only, Adam Gold. Adam, thank you for joining us tonight. Hey, uh, there's another Adam Gold, just so, uh, so like one and only is actually not accurate. Real quick story. My freshman year at the University of Maryland, my English 101 class, teacher's taking roll, and she says, Adam Gold, and I raise my hand, and she looks at the other side of the classroom and checks it off. Turns out we had two Adam Golds in the same class. <laughs> we were actually from adjacent towns we had never met, but uh, that was it. So it's not the one and only. There's others. Well, you're the only one. And only in our world here, yeah, uh, no, the nice. Carolina Hurricanes. Anyway, <laughs> how's your summer been? Uh it's it's almost over. Yeah, I guess it's kind of over. The National Football League is back. College football is back. Uh, but uh, I'll hold out till hockey season. <laughs> <laughs> so, Adam, I wanted to ask you: As it looks right now, the lineup is already set for the upcoming season. Uh, yeah. But in your opinion, are the Canes missing a piece that could really com- complete this team to perform, uh, not only in the regular season, but in the playoffs to make that run to the Stanley Cup? I mean, if we're referring to um, another bona fide goal scorer, yeah. Uh, it's they'll have the, there will be the same questions when we get later into the season if the power play doesn't improve, um, if they don't sc- score as many goals as we think they should, we'll have we'll have the same questions. Uh, so that's the piece that they tried to address uh, in the off season. For, in my opinion, they have the, I guess the asset to get that, but I mean I don't really want them to trade Brett Pesci. <laughs> so to no. me, that's the asset to get that. And preferably, I think what they really need is a bona fide number two center. They don't have that. Um, you know, I have great debates with people I really respect who believe that yes, Barry Kotkaniemi is that. I don't. I don't believe he is. I believe he's a very solid third center. And that there's nothing wrong with that. And they don't have a number two center. I mean, if it was me, I would have, and I know they tried actually at the trade deadline this past year to get Elias Lindholm out of Calgary. Um, I would love to see Elias here. And I'm not the only one, including Elias, 
who would like to be here, but I don't think it's going to happen. But the uh, but their roster is pretty damn good. So it is. Um, they look. They've been basically the best team in the NHL at preventing goals in the five years under Rod Brindamore. I mean, I don't know. I don't know if it's actually number one in five in the five years. If you took the five years on aggregate. But they were second only to the Bruins last year. Uh, they had the Jennings uh, Award-winning goaltenders the year before, which is the lowest goals against average. So, which is goals goals allowed. So, uh, they don't allow goals. So, it isn't really just about scoring goals. Although, when you get into the postseason, it it gets magnified. Yeah, and just to caveat, kind of off of what you just talked about, I think that. I feel like kind of management has tried to address, I mean, you can call it a lack of scoring. I don't really want to call it a lack of scoring because you don't, you're not the second place team in the NHL with a lack of scoring, but you know, there is a finishing problem. I feel like that presents itself from time to time throughout the season. Do you think management has tried to address that through the blue line? That's kind of my feeling. Uh, well, they tried to address it through Max Pacioretty last year. Again, for five games at a max, not even five. I mean, not even five full games at a max. They got four full games because he what was it, the third game back? He got hurt like in the first period. First period. So uh, they tried to address it last year, um, and to an extent, they tried to address it with the uh, the pursuit of Vladimir Tarasenko in this off season. Um, but I mean, they added Dmitry Orlov, who's not going to add to their offense. Um, so I just think they've built a great blue line. Um, Brent Burns was a dynamite pickup from San Jose this past year, but other than that, they haven't really added offensive pieces. The D'Angelo thing was a tremendous value play, and he helped their power play two years ago. And if D'Angelo can get on the ice this year if they don't make a trade. Um, my guess is that D'Angelo is probably odd man out opening night. And I mean, Jalen Chatfield's a top four NHL defenseman. I agree. So I wouldn't, mm -hmm. to me, Jalen Chatfield's got to be in your starting lineup. Um, and, and, and Tony knows. Tony's, Tony's a smart dude. Tony understands how good everybody is. Tony's confident that he's going to be, you know, play well enough in the preseason to maybe make the uh, opening night lineup. But uh, right now I Chatfield's Chatfield's playing. If they're healthy, Chatfield's uh, the right side on the third pair. Like Dmitry Orlov could be making seven and three quarter million dollars uh, to play with Jay <laughs> to play with Jalen Chatfield. <laughs> yeah. I mean, just ridiculous. So I don't know that they've really tried to address their offense through the blue line. Uh, but they've always gotten scoring from the back end. Brady Shea, 17 goals is an anomaly. Like, I, I'll be – if the over-under on Shea scoring goals next year or this upcoming year, I, I mean, I'm sure it's out. I'm sure you can find it. Uh, if it were 10 and a half, I might take the under. <laughs> like, he's not scoring <laughs> really? 17 yet. That, was, yeah. this, that yeah. was bananas. Mm -hmm. uh, but Brady's got some offensive ability. Uh, like I think I I think Pesci does too, and I think Slavin does. If Slavin scored, if Slavin had fifty points, he he might be a finalist for the Norris Trophy. I mean, to me, he's the best defensive defenseman in the sport. Hundred percent. But yes. you know, good because he doesn't score. So that's why NHL Network had put out those uh, stupid rankings: who was the best defenseman in the league. And all these guys who are very good, I'm not knocking any of them, you know, Dougie Hamilton ranked ahead of Jacob Slavin. On what planet is Dougie right. Hamilton a better defenseman than Jacob? There's no planet that, that I know of that Dougie Hamilton's better than Jacob Slavin. Um, again, I think Dougie is dynamite for what he does. But we saw it in the playoffs last year. What did Dougie do? What did Dougie do in that series against the Hurricanes? Almost nothing except be on the ice for goals. So Slavin is one of the best players in the league. He just doesn't score. Silly.
I think that's what's wrong with the Norris Trophy uh, of how it's represented now. It's it's all right. offense, and there's some defense. Uh, but you know, you look at Jacob Slavin, the best defensive defenseman in the NHL, and that's right. so overlooked compared to Eric Carlson this past year. A hundred points. What else did he do? Nothing. Yeah, he just scored. I'm knocking a hundred points. Yeah, yeah. Carlson was also ahead of Slavin on that. Okay. If you asked 32 general managers, who would you rather have? I'll bet you 30, 30 of them would say Jacob Slavin. 100%. So. so just to kind of shift gears away from the defense, you know, it's no secret that Tavo Teravainen had a tough year last year. You think? You said <laughs> <laughs> you yeah. said throughout the season last year, and especially into the playoffs, that he was the key to a lot of what this team wants to do and how they want to play. Can you elaborate a little bit on that? What exactly is it that he unlocks? By the way, just real, real quick, I'm going to answer that question, but Eric Carlson had 101 points and was a minus 26. So plus minus is a bad stat. Yeah. He was a minus 26 with 101 points. Um, Tara Vinen, to me, he's, he's the conduit to everything, right? He's, uh, he's the best passer. And the Hurricanes have a lot of really good passers. Aho's a great passer. Svechnikov is a great passer. I mean, they just have elite, I mean, intelligent offensive players. But Teravine is the best passer on the team. He he helps their power play from the half wall, sometimes from the point. Um, he's a great defensive player. He's part of he's the a key part of their penalty kill. He does every he does everything. And I think that when when Sebastian Ajo is playing his best, number 86 historically has been on his right side. Now, maybe that we're maybe we're done with that. Maybe it'll be Seth Jarvis uh as a steady diet, but I'm not ruling out uh Ajo and Teravon and getting back together on a top line. I, I who knows what it's gonna look like. Uh I think Jarvis had a better year last year than he did his rookie year, and his points went down. Uh, I think Jarvis just became a much better player, and I expect the points to jump this year. But Teravada just he's just the key to unlock so many different uh, elements of what the Hurricanes do well. And, I mean, it's kind of remarkable that they had the season they did. Second best record in the NHL, and they got nothing from him. I mean, he was just right. – he was a subpar player. Um, and then in the playoffs, when you're hoping that it's going to turn around, because once the playoffs start, the regular season is who cares? Um, he gets hurt. In the, was was it the second game? Was the first? I don't even remember. It was the second game? It was game. Was, I, I think it was game three. It was game three. Oh, it was at home. It was at home. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Game two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. You're right. It was at home. So, uh, and I didn't, didn't even realize it happened late and. I, when I saw the play back, I'm like, yeah, that's pretty, it's kind of a dirty play, but I mean, it's kind of playoff hockey and I get it. Uh, but it was just uh, Jean-Gabriel Pajot slashed him right on the hands. Um, uh, and that was that. They, uh, you know, he shouldn't, honestly, he shouldn't have played against Florida. He wasn't, he wasn't all that good. He was good in the last game, actually. He was good in game four, <laughs> but um, he wasn't very good in that series. Uh, so you were so you were talking about playoff hockey and yeah. one of the dish some of the additions we added was in my opinion what we needed physicality we lacked that in the series against Florida and we add a guy like my Michael Bunting and Brendan Lemieux who's obviously going to be in and out of the lineup what is your take on the Hurricanes going out and grabbing those guys that are physical and especially Bunting who can score and, and is physical? I love Bunting. I love what he – I love the type of player he is. Uh, I don't know how – I don't know when Brendan it, – it's going to take some injuries for Brendan Lemieux to make the lineup. 
mean, <laughs> um, <laughs> if you if if you look at it, uh, assuming that there's going to be either Jack Drury or uh, what Ponomarov, uh playing center on a fourth line, I don't. I don't know when Lemieux is going to get on get on the ice. I just don't. And if if any of any of the other rookies, like if Jamison Reese has a great training camp and forces his way onto the roster, I don't know where Lemieux's going to play. I don't know when, when he's going to play. Uh, but Bunting is probably going to play next to uh, to Aho, is my guess. Um, thinking that putting him on the ice will do some similar things to when Michael Furland was here. Uh, and Furlan had that great first half of the season before he went begging for a contract, didn't get it. And then uh, he got concussed, but Furlan's year really got derailed when he didn't get the contract he demanded uh, like two months in. It was just kind of silly. Uh, but the Hurricanes weren't going to pay him until the season was over. Then everything else went uh, went downhill. But I, lo- I love Bunting. I love, again, the type of player. The, the Hurricanes need uh, – I'll, I'll put it this way. My wife's a hairdresser, and she's, she says to me every almost every year, the Hurricanes have too many guys with clean necklines. So <laughs> like, it, it's a very nice team. They're hard to play against, and I'm not saying that they're not – that they don't have – I mean, it's a, it's a gritty group. It really is. They fight for everything. Uh, but – they don't have a lot of guys who muck it up and Michael Bunting will muck it up. Uh, we, th- the, this day and age, you do not need guys who fight. You don't fighting is, has, is consistently being phased out in the NHL. If you can't play, then you can't play. Michael Bunting can play, but he's also kind of a grimy player. And that's good. The Hurricanes need that element. Uh, I'd like to see a little bit more of it, to be honest. But, uh, and I honestly, just get back to Elias Lindholm, I think Lindholm can play that way. He's a pretty, he can be a nasty player, and you have to be that way. There aren't that many Matthew Kachucks flying around the NHL, right? Uh, Heck, I mean, if if he wasn't kind of rumored to be a little bit of a locker room issue, I mean, Mark Shifley would be uh, a player who would probably bring an element to this team that they haven't had. Because uh, Shifley is well, a walking uh, suspension risk at times. He does a lot of dumb things, which Rod Brindamore would not like. But uh, I don't think the Hurricanes are interested in Mark Shifley at all. I'm not saying they should be. But a player like that, big, he would be a good number two center, by the way. Uh, but a big physical, somewhat nasty player, uh, that would be great. Look, I, I I argued that when the Hurricanes, and I told this to uh, the owner, <laughs> which is not my my place to tell him this, <laughs> uh, two, two quick stories. When, when they were rumored to be dealing with Toronto and they ultimately took, what was the guy's name? They took his contract. Uh, they bought him out. They basically Patrick Marlowe. Yeah, Patrick, Patrick Marlowe. I'm like, well, why didn't you just take Nazem Kadri from him? Why didn't you force that? Because Kadri is the kind of player that they needed. And I mean, put Kadri on this team, right? And the other thing that I argued, and I was told, well, I'm not going to get too deep into it. <laughs> uh, I thought at the trade deadline a couple of years ago, they should have gone after Sam Bennett. That would have been nice. Yeah. Sam Bennett, we got at that point, Bennett was mired on a fourth line in Calgary, getting no time. And I knew Sam Bennett was a good player. I knew Sam Bennett was an ordinary player who could play center. Like, that's the guy. Nope. Weren't interested. That's an own goal, yeah. I, but that's just me. Yeah, he played great for Florida in that series. Well, really throughout the playoffs. Player. He yeah, is an excellent player. He is a player that helps you win. He is a player that gets under other other teams' skin. And look, I'm not blaming him. The hit was clean. Yeah. 
Wickham Slavin's season ended because of Sam Bennett. Yeah, I mean, you know, whether it was cleaner, you know, it was clean, like you said, it was a clean hit. Clean we hit. had we in did. the Boston series. I thought it was a clean hit. Okay, fair enough. Then no more, no more needs to be said. Then, <laughs> um, you know, I'm just, you know, back to bunting. I'm just, I'm glad that we, you know, if he plays top line with Aho, uh, like you said, I'm just glad that we're going to have a mainstay there. You know, AB and I joke that. Uh, that that wing position on the top line was an Airbnb last year. I mean, everybody was going through that position on different nights. So, um, yeah, just totally glad to possibly having a mainstay up there. But yeah, um, you know, it's weird. Rod, the only line that Rod ever was really settled on last year was Stahl, Faust, and Martinuk. That's true. The only mm-hmm. line. And at the beginning of the season, that line was producing points. People are like, one of the best lines in the NHL. Actually, Greg Wyshynski put out a piece about a month and a half into the season, and it was a top 10 line in the league. <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that that line this year as well. Um, hopefully they'll play together. I assume they will. Uh, we'll see. I think but... they'll start that way, but every year is different, so – who knows? Jordan Martinuk last year, I, and I spoke to him recently too. Jordan is great. I love everything about him. He's such a team guy. And last year, Martinuk stayed healthy all season long. And right. he was used to ignite lines a lot. Uh, so Yeah, he did a good job at it too. Every, every place Jordan Martinuk played last year, every place, every line he was on played well. And that's obviously there's something to be said for number 48. Yeah, you saw him in the playoffs, too. I think he was our second leading scorer in the playoffs. Yeah, in that series against the Devils, right? Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, who's going to argue? He was great. Well, I think we are coming up on time that we have you for. Um, Just want to get your opinion on one thing, and this can be a quick-fire answer. But with Rod Brenda Moore entering his – last season under his current contract you know my belief is he'll coach here for as long as he decides that he wants to and i've heard you say that as well but do you see a scenario where he maybe walks away after this season maybe after a cup win or do you think he'll be here you know as long as the captain is or beyond (laughs) you know it's funny that that's the way i have i looked at jordan stall's contract it's like huh that's about as much as I think Rod's got in him. <laughs> so yeah, I do. I think I think the length of Jordan Stahl's contract is probably the the amount of time Rod Brindamore. I mean, look, he could coach beyond this. He could coach beyond the uh, the four years that Jordan Stahl has. Um, but I mean, that's the way I've joked. So uh, I don't see him coaching anywhere else. Uh, if they win a cup this year, I don't see him retiring after this. Uh, but I, I see him, I see he and Jordan Stahl kind of aligned a little bit. Uh, Rod has, obviously, this goes without saying, enormous respect <laughs> for the way Jordan Stahl goes about his business. Uh, Jordan Stahl has been a very good captain for this team. Uh, I don't think he's going to be the captain that much longer. My guess is maybe this year, maybe next year. But Sebastian Ajo is the next captain of this team. Um, And it's another player I think Rod loves the way he just works every day. And I think that Rod, like, that's, I think, that's the trick of this team, which is why, like, I'm not saying that they're slump-proof because sometimes they go through a funk where they can't score. And last year, the last month and a half, they were just average. It's amazing that they still had the second-best record in the league, considering they were really just average for the last maybe six weeks. Um, But they just work so hard every single night. And if you do that, you're outworking just about everybody you play, especially over the course of a regular season. And... They have enough offense. They score plenty of goals. And their defense is elite. 
So they're gonna. I mean, they're, I'm sure they're they'll be one of the top. I mean, they may not win the division. The Devils are great. The Rangers are super talented, and they have Igor Shesterkin. So I mean, it's possible the Hurricanes could finish third. But I also think that I think they'll have one of the top five point totals in the NHL again. Um, I mean, will it win the division? Betters think so. Uh, but the the whole team is made up of guys who just absolutely work hard every night, every day at practice, in the gym. Um, my understanding is that Svechnikov should be ready to go at the start of the season. But even if they kind of hold him back a little bit, you know, they'll be fine. Um, and he'll be back <laughs> if, 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 if he's not able to start the season. And again, he was skating in June. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, they it wasn't official, but he was skating in June. I guess they officially let out the, the news that he's got on the ice for the first time. I doubt it was the first time, uh, like in the middle of July. But, look, they work hard. That's all about Rod. That's what he has instilled in them. So, I but I think uh, he'll be here for a few more years. So and I don't know the uh, the guy who just signed the eight year extension. Uh, in large part, it's because he wants to play for Rod. Yeah, yeah. Well, we just uh, we just have to enjoy it while we have it. And yeah, who knows who the next guy is? I don't I mean. I don't. My guess is the next guy might be somebody in town. Uh, I don't think it'll be Justin. I think Justin will probably stay in the front office. Um, maybe, maybe it's Gleason. I don't know. Tim, uh, Tim is a good coach, and he likes it. Who knows? But the Hurricanes, the Hurricanes are in pretty good shape as an organization. No, we need is a uh, couple of minor league affiliates. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. We sh- we yeah. sure do. Well, Adam, we appreciate. Adam, we appreciate the time, and um, if you guys haven't, uh, please go follow Adam on all of his social media platforms and listen to him on 99.9 The Fan and The Canes Corner. Adam, thank you so much. We really appreciate it. Thank you very much. You know, here's uh, I'll I'll, I'll give a plug, and I appreciate uh, the platform. Uh, The Canes Corner podcast page on YouTube, we do uh we'll do post game live on YouTube every night. So as soon as we're done, we get uh storm uh, what the aftermath out of the way, however long that takes. Uh you know, we'll go about well, five, ten minutes after that, and we'll go live on YouTube and it'll just be more, you know, just more discussion about the game and things like that. We probably go for twenty to thirty minutes after every game. So Sometimes we'll have a guest. Sometimes we won't because sometimes I get lazy and I just want to talk <laughs> and I don't want to hear anybody else talk. So we'll do that. So, uh, you know, subscribe to the uh, Kane's Quarter podcast on YouTube. Absolutely. Thanks. Thanks a lot, Adam. Appreciate it. You got it. All right. That was a lot of fun, Griff. Yeah, I agree. That was, uh, that was definitely something special. Uh, it was a good time. So, Griff came up with this idea he sent it to me and i'm not sure what we're gonna call it but he has some tweets that i am going to react to and we'll obviously touch on so griff why don't you tell us this exciting bit that you have planned yeah so from now on every session we're gonna do a segment called stupid stuff griff reads on x right and these are going to be posts that i happen to find that i read and either laugh to roll my eyes to or just look at and become dumbfounded because i read it um it's a little slow kind of you know right now because we're not into the season and everybody's not losing their minds all over X talking about the team and, you know, all their shortcomings apparently. But um, I do have some good stuff and just full disclosure, 
AB has no idea what no idea what I'm about to read right now. So, um, yeah, and we're just going to hear what he what he thinks because I already know what I think. But um, first things first, in a reply to a picture showing Brendan Lemieux, reply says, "Did you guys remember?" To get Lemieux some chew toys. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I don't I don't I don't really know what to say. I, don't I mean know what to say to that, that one, that's <laughs> that's clever. That's clever. That's clever. That that's that's pretty good. That's pretty and then good. there's it's a big picture of Brendan Lemieux smiling, and you know, of course he doesn't have front teeth, so <laughs> um, it's just I forgot, I forgot. <laughs> uh, it made me laugh. I thought it was great. Um, but that was a funny one. Let's move on to a more serious one that kind of made me mad. Okay. In a reply to a post asking if Tony D'Angelo will improve the Canes power play. Okay. The reply says their power play was already really good with Burns up top. D'Angelo needs anger management. Now, I obviously can't say how I truly feel about that. But I will say that our power play was great with the alpha male of our species. But are people forgetting the fact that Tony D'Angelo was also quarterbacking our power play? And it was one of the best in the league as well. You know... Tony D'Angelo has not been a cancer in the locker room ever since he went to Carolina. Okay, maybe, you know, in New York and in Philadelphia, maybe it was a different, you know, reason. It may have just been, you know, the coaches. It may have just been teammates. You know, we we don't know. But I have never seen that in Carolina so if you think that he has anger management issues, I think that you need to really look at how he was when he played for us. And it's going to be the same thing when he plays for us this year. Yeah. But was the power play really good with Burns up top last year? Is that is that 100% accurate? I don't know. I don't know if it was – I mean, what do you call it? Do you call it really good or do you call it average? Do you call it? I don't think it was quote unquote really good. If you take mm-hmm. both power plays from the last two seasons, I would argue that two seasons ago under Tony D'Angelo was actually better. No, I, I mean, Brent Burns played very well it, on the. I know you're not saying obviously it wasn't good this year. I'm not saying it's Burns. I'm not saying it's Burns' fault either. Yeah. You know, I think it's going to be better than two years ago and last year because, you know, we had bunting and, you know, uh, we can obviously put D'Angelo, you know, maybe you could put Orloff on a power play or, you know, keep Burns on the power play. Uh, The difference between Brent Burns and D'Angelo that I see is the speed. And on a power play, you know, speed kills. You know, to move the puck really fast. And Brent Burns is phenomenal. At his age, he is phenomenal. And I and Rod's even said, that's a guy you wish you had five years ago. Yeah. And I think they're both, they both have their strengths. I think, I think D'Angelo might be the better passer. Mm-hmm. Burns has the better shot. Mm-hmm. If you put the correct pieces around them on two power play units. I mean, we could have two power play groups that are both outstanding. No, I agree because, you know, the team got stronger this year on the blue line and you have the offense and you have the defensive guys. So I don't see D'Angelo being a problem. I mean, he, he never was in Carolina, so why would he be now? Yeah, I mean, you know, but like, like Adam Gold said, everybody heard it. 
maybe we maybe some maybe most nights we don't even see Tony D'Angelo. I mean, I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen. It's all a mystery up in the air. I mean, it's you know we'll just have to see when we get there. I got two more tweets for you or posts or whatever X's. Um, <laughs> X's. <laughs> um. So I've got a question that made me think, and then I've got the best post of the week. Okay. So the question I read that made me really, really think hard. Jake Sanderson gets eight million annual. Rasmus Dahlin gets ten million annual. What does Jacob Slavin get? And this was wow. There was a reply to this that said Jacob Slavin gets eight by eight and a half because he wants to stay in Raleigh. I don't know if I agree with that, but what do you think? The Sanderson one, and you know, you can come after me uh, about this. Uh, holy overpay. Yeah. In my opinion, I was shocked too that Darlene got 10 million. Uh, but, you know, he deserves it. He's a great, he's a great defenseman. You know, I, I would have put him at nine, but you know, that's just me. But, if I were to pay Jacob Slavin. I mean, we're going to see this next year, next yeah. offseason. This this is going to happen. Knowing our front office, I see a seven or eight-year deal. Anywhere from... Eight to eight seventy five. So you agree with the reply then? Yeah, I agree. I just think he's better. I think he deserves more than Darlene. Really? I mean, I'm not saying that he should get above ten million. I'm saying Darlene shouldn't. But mm -hmm. I don't. I don't think. You know, that's what's tough because Buffalo's out here paying Darlene this massive deal. And then if you bring, you know, if Carolina brings Slavin, excuse me, if Carolina extends Slavin next year for eight and a, eight and a half annual, now you've got Darlene making more than Slavin. I just don't agree with that. I, I, I just think Jacob Slavin is the better defenseman. I mean, for their own different reasons, but I would, if you like, like Adam Gold, again, <laughs> ask all the general managers around the league. Would you want Jacob Slavin or Rasmus Dahlin? I think I would take Slavin. Oh yeah, oh yeah. So I just don't. I just don't know if you know they gave Sebastian Ajo a big contract. I would ideally, you know, in my opinion, I don't think that I'm not saying that he's not worth ten million or what Sebastian Ajo got paid. I just don't see him getting paid more than Sebastian Ajo. Yeah, and that's why that's why I read that. I was like, man, you know, Darlene got 10 million. Sanderson gets 8 million. Slavin deserves more than they get. And, you know, but then there's the whole Carolina aspect of it. And, you know, like you just said, he's not going to make more than Ajo. And it's just, that's why I was just so thrown when I read that, I was like, man, what are they going to do? This is going to be interesting to see how it shakes out. But mm -hmm. last one, this is the best post of the week. And I think you, I'm pretty sure you saw this one because I think you uh, quote tweeted it, but. <laughs> well, I quote tweet a lot of things. So yeah, let's, fair, let's hear fair. it. So uh, Saturday after UNC wins in overtime <laughs> against App State. The, the the post says somehow Carolina wins in overtime and Martin Natchez wasn't involved. I loved it. I, I when like, I oh. saw that tweet, I couldn't stop laughing because I mean, <laughs> I mean it's that true. game went into two overtimes and Natchez last year was the OT guy. So who I obviously don't know the uh, person who. Uh, tweeted uh tweeted it i don't yeah, know yeah this is all anonymous we're remaining anonymous on all these. yeah but whoever tweeted that um you could probably find it on my twitter um that is one of the
best posts I have seen in a while. Yeah, I saw that, and I just imagined my mind went to like seeing Martin Natchez standing behind the placeholder with a hockey <laughs> stick, and the ball being snapped, and him just smacking the football with his stick and it going through the uprights. It's like, oh, that I don't know. That sounds ridiculous, but that's exactly like the picture I got in my head. Oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> Anyway, so that's that's that. This stuff is going to get obviously better when the season gets here. And, you know, after a loss or like an overtime loss or something, or even like like a blowout loss, Kane's Twitter goes nuts. And so um, <laughs> it's going to get really good. So um, last thing before we get out of here, we are going to do a giveaway. That's right. So I have in my possession two tickets and parking for the preseason game against the Nashville Predators on Friday night, October 6th at 7 p.m. The seats are lower bowl in section 115. I'm not going to the game. Um, So we are going to give them away. And there may be more giveaways like this throughout the season. But to win... You must follow Kaniac Sessions on X and you have to send us a DM with the word red, R-E-D, red. You get one entry per account and we will choose and announce the winner at random on our next session, on session eight. Um, so you, you're going to need to reply, or I'm sorry, not reply. There's going to be a post on X that explains the giveaway. Do not reply to that post. Send us a DM that says red, and that will be good for one entry. Can I enter? Um, (laughs) (laughs) But I will be checking. I will be checking if you follow us. All right. So you have to follow us, and you have to give us the word that Griff just said to get a chance to win these preseason tickets. So, with that being said, this has been the end of Session 7. If you haven't already, follow us on Twitter at Kaniac Sessions. My personal Twitter or X, or whatever you want to call it, is AB Kaniac Session. Griff, you say yours so I don't mess it up. <laughs> so, yeah, follow me on X at M underscore Griff 10. That's M underscore Griff 10 um, on X. I'm going to get a new segment for us next session. Post your questions to us, and we will answer them. Until then, thank you for listening. I'm A.B. And I'm Griff. We will see you in Session 8. Bye. Thanks for listening to Kaniac Sessions. To stay up to date on all Kane's news or to interact with Griffin AB, please follow us on X, Instagram, or Facebook at Kaniac Sessions. Let's go, Kane! Let's go, Kane!